Mars, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Danny. And I am your girl, Nal ZD. And yet for another week, this week, we're speaking about someone who she has interested excited. and excited my life for a long time. Can I just say thank you so much for living such a good life? Um, <laughs> you speaking <laughs> Did you just thank a drug lord? Yeah. No. For for making your life entertaining. Wow. It's fine. I get you. I don't know if the listeners will get you, but I get you. Yeah. (laughs) He lives such an awesome life. His name is Pablo Escobar, who um, is a Colombian drug lord who reigned throughout the 1970s and 1980s. And he made headlines across the world due to his immense wealth, dangerous status, and the revolutionary drug distribution network that he ran this guy was incredible so let's just give you a rundown of who this man is because i'm pretty sure not everyone has heard his name but his life was literally the story of rags to riches yeah literally went from a street kid to basically being one of the most powerful powerful and and rich I, i actually think he was like at one point number seven on the most richest people list yeah. i mean that's that's an achievement okay <laughs> wait how do we put him on knowing how he makes his money but that's besides <laughs> actually actually anyway he was born in um 1949 in december and he rose from humble beginnings in Colombia to become one of the most successful drug traffickers in the world he had an estimated net worth of 30 billion not million, mm-hmm. billion dollars. Okay, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of money. Oh, here it is. Not sorry, he wasn't number seven. He was number 10. Well, Forbes, thank you for informing us on this friend's money, even though you know he made he the money. He literally became the king of cocaine. That yeah. was literally like a, yeah. the king of cocaine. Oh, we know who you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about Pablo, right? Right there. And he dropped out of school when he ran out of money because he couldn't pay for his studies. And this kind of then started his criminal career and he started by stealing cars yeah stealing tombstones because we steal tombstone guys can i just ask if you steal a tombstone how are you going to reuse it if it's already being carved with someone else's name i think they would literally just like scrape off the layer and then like re-carve someone or else's you bury name someone if you don't want someone's body found you bury that person and you put it under someone else's tombstone okay this is the wrong show. she's she's still on edward Gein. <laughs> It could work. It could really work. (laughs) He moved on to then smelling cigarettes and started selling drugs. And at 22, he was a very ambitious guy. He He was. He was was like, I'm going to be president, which we'll get to later. And from there, he started even sold fake lottery tickets. And he just, his ambition kept driving him and driving him until he moved on to kidnapping and killing. And it was actually the kidnapping that then made him a millionaire by the time he was in his 20s. Yeah. Could you imagine? It must be nice. I'm just saying. I'm writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> he was responsible for the famous bombing of Flight 203. He killed over 107 innocent people in another building bomb. He killed another 52. And then he 
it's estimated to have killed over 5,000 people in total. Yeah. 5, Every time they get close people. to arresting him or address someone or like stop his drug trafficking or do something that made him people. angry, he would literally be like, bomb that building, bomb that car, listen, go bomb that plane, bomb that. This guy was the bomb. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was ruthless. He he his ambition drove him and he was not letting anyone get in his way. And that is where we're gonna get now to his drug operation. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of the ways they smuggle their drugs is like James Bond. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. But can I yeah. just tell you? Okay, so he saw the opportunity in the 1970s that the cocaine market is where the money is going to be made yeah. because there was such a high demand in the United States. So he decided, okay, let's start my cocaine business up, which he did in 1975. And apparently he actually then murdered another cocaine trafficker and took over his business because he was like, you are not getting in my way. I'm I think saying. the biggest thing with these cocaine businesses is the fact that they would literally go into the forests and they would build up these factories to make the cocaine themselves. No, exactly. And like <laughs> this guy was just brilliant. He then created his little cartel, basically, yeah. and they set up off on their huge adventure of su- adventure that is not the right word to use but okay <laughs> um and basically you know normally people would send it with other drug mules normally yeah. that's how people then use yeah. their their drugs to the states but you can only send so much with a person so he would basically then also they bought their own small planes that could fly under the radar yeah. so then they wouldn't get spotted and then if they did send drugs on like huge commercial airlines they'd like put it in the tires of the plane yeah. or they'd put it in suitcases and stuff like that and they would even parachute the drugs to speedboats that were waiting in the water can I go drive one of the speedboats, please? Yeah, I would like to be the guy that's like, hey, Pablo. Well, not Pablo wouldn't do it himself yet. Yeah, that's true. But like you're like cruising and then here's someone coming in with drugs. That is so cool. And they even had a submarine because people casually have submarines <laughs> to smuggle drugs across the border. This okay? guy was a Guys, I'm telling you. This guy literally changed the drug business at the peak of his career he was transporting 15 tons of cocaine daily now 15 tons is about the weight of seven cars yeah earning him 420 million dollars a week guys do you know how much money that is (laughs) he had so much money he had cops judges Lawyer, all these people in his pocket. He had so much money and he obviously kept it cash. He had to buy a plane just to transport his money across from place to place. Yeah. He was messing up like, in the USA. He was messing up so much that um the drug intelligence unit in the the US actually had to send in agents to try exactly. and find him in his Colombia. His family lived in this lavish mansion mm. with a private zoo. He had rhinos yeah. and lions yeah. and zebras. Yeah. Because these kids need this stuff. I mean, why would you want to share zoos no, with other people? <laughs> you know, we're just going to have a zoo in my, in my back garden. <laughs> but guy. he did use the money to win over the, the common people. And they said he was kind of like a Robin Hood. He'd literally go out and hand out money they to loved the poor him. people. 250,000 people showed up to his funeral. Yeah, you Can't be not loved for that many people to come and say, bye-bye. Oh, sorry, not 250, 25,000. He constructed a whole neighborhood, which is, which is still around today. He constructed schools, playgrounds, 
our churches. Listen, Listen people were for him, hey? Literally. When, if he Robin actually Hood. ran for president, he actually would have gotten in. I mean, this guy would literally try and bribe the people first. So, like, he'd be like, listen, I'm going to uh, try and now, offer you listen. money. And then if they wouldn't, he then had he'd a kill saying. them. He had a saying, and it goes, Plamo or plato. Yeah, our Spanish is a bit shaky, but that basically means paper or silver. Yeah. So do you want, do you know that, I was about to be like bullets are made of lead and I was like, it's not that we we much further on in time. Yeah. Bullets are no longer, sorry. <laughs> I was mixing it up because lead is no longer used in guns. Okay. And if you were his pilot, you could earn up to $500,000 per flight if yeah. you did your job correctly. Yeah. Okay. And by the 90s, he was supplying 80% of the U.S.'s, hero, um, not heroin, cocaine supply. Okay, bringing in over $30 billion. Yeah, nice. this guy was literally manufacturing and selling himself, so there weren't like additional costs. You just have to buy the stuff to literally make the things and then pay off the people who would make them, and there we go. Exactly, and now we're going to talk about his famous mugshot. I love this now, mugshot. Now, can I tell you, when Nolene sent me the breakdown for the show and she was like famous mugshot i was like what like okay what on earth could be so special he about was arrested it? for like two seconds eh? <laughs> basically what happened was he was arrested and he just couldn't bribe these cops yeah so in his mugshot he's got the biggest, biggest smile. smile on his face can i just say i walked past a shop this week and they had that picture on like a white hoodie i was like if they'd make a t-shirt with that picture of his mugshot on i, I literally was about to go in the store and be like listen do you guys have a shirt with this guy's face on <laughs> anyway well he was smiling because he knew these charges wouldn't stick yeah. the case got passed up from judge to judge yeah. to judge no one ever worked on it and the cops well, guess what? They all died. They all died. And he was out of prison, so he was smiling because he knew, I'm going to be in here for like 3.5 seconds, yeah. and then I'm going to be out what again. What would you choose, though? You know this is Pablo Escobar. At this point in time, everybody knows that Pablo is going to kill you if you don't accept. What would you... Do you take the money? Do you not take the money? It is a very... Is it wrong of me to say how much money is being... <laughs> Listen, this is the oh. crime show. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I am I've been reading too much crime stuff. <laughs> anyway, he also he did try run for president. Yeah. He actually got into office as a I think he was a part of the Congress. Yeah. But he this had guy to was resign. In the Congress. Like this guy is a drug cartel leader and he's sitting in your Congress. In your meetings. Like Man's is he's the reason that Colombia ended up having the highest death rate at the time with over 74 murders yeah. a day, okay? And he's sitting in your Congress building with your politicians. The people are supposed to be what? putting him away. He's sitting there yeah, with sitting them. Yeah, sitting there. And afterwards, you know, they're going to go for lunch. They're going to have a nice time. And I remember they embarrassed him the one time in Congress because then the guy he was running against literally put up his mugshot in, in Congress and, and everything. That, and that literally... That's why he had to so resign. Angry, yeah. But that person did not live long No, afterwards. no, no, no. You don't live long you don't you li Pablo. If you upset Pablo, give yourself five minutes <laughs> to say goodbye to your family because someone is coming around the corner. That's if he gives you five minutes to live. That's if he gives you Could five you imagine you, you upset him? At point A, and it takes you 10 minutes to get home. Oh. But in three minutes, you're already dead. Yeah. 
Okay, they literally would just and it was and these were not like last week's show where it was these organized hits. They no, just no, come no, to no, you, no, drive no, past no. your car, and be like bang, 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 and then you'd be dead. Dead. Okay, and or they'd plant a bomb under your car, and boom, and then it's listen. Like, what? You don't they didn't play waste with time. Pablo. They didn't waste time. No. They didn't like you. Yeah, say your prayers. It's fine. <laughs> Then let's talk about his prison. He built his own prison. He did end up being arrested because yeah. the United States got involved. But then he was like on condition. Who gives conditions when they're arresting you? Like now, who in life can say, I'll give myself to you guys? No he, fight. He literally on condition. Cre- built his own prison that yeah. literally was called the castle. Yeah. Guys. Guys. Him and all these guys would be arrested there. They'd have parties. They'd literally... Listen, it was beautiful there. <laughs> he had a waterfall, bar, jacuzzi, and a personal football field in his jail. Yeah? If that is the jail you are sending me to, I'll happily, happily go to that prison. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. He'd literally have trucks come in with, like, TVs. His family members would come and visit. There'd be, like, a whole lot of stuff. But unfortunately, on. as all of these criminals do... He then ended up killing two of his own men in the yeah. prison. And then they were like, okay, screw you. We're going to move you to an actual prison. Yeah. And then he was like, ha, not a chance. Yeah. And my guy ran away. Yeah. <laughs> and that then he, he managed to evade capture for 16 months until they were able to use pinpoint locations and of his phone him. to find out that he was in this little town. And unfortunately, the authorities caught up to him. And they, and they did him. No, but can we first talk about... At least, at least, it was not like... Was it the Casanova killer that we were saying it was such a yeah. stupid killing? Yeah. No, they literally had a chase on the rooftops in Colombia. Can I just say they didn't, like, dignify this man. The guy, the cop, the actual American cop who was sent there wrote a book called Killing Pablo stupid <laughs> um i liked him in the series though it was very stupid um and like the picture of him on the roof when he's dead like his it's, shirt is all the way there yes, his stomach is out. like can you please just cover his stomach at least and oh like, they were quite rude he is, but they were but rude. people have speculated that when he realized that he was going to get caught he actually shot himself because it was a bullet yeah to his temple and it was because one of his famous sayings was better a grave in Colombia than a prison in, in America. America. So he was like, I don't want to be um, extradited to America, so yeah. let me rather just shoot, like, yeah. But I don't I don't know. Apparently that's what his family believe happened. Yeah. But I suppose we'll never actually... And he loved his family and his no. daughter and they got everything. Guys, that was quite depressing. Why do you have to die? I, they should have given him, like, more time. Not, like, to sell drugs to the... <laughs> But, like, I just feel like, I don't know how I would have wanted his story to end, but not like this. Yeah, not shot on the rooftop where you literally, no. And then there was a series, Narcos, which I watched, which was Yes, there is a the TV show on Netflix. It is in a Netflix original. I have not watched it. I wanted to ask, is it in Spanish or English? It's in English. Is it? Yeah. Because all the scenes I kept seeing that popped up on my YouTube while I was doing research were all in Spanish. Oh, I watched it in English. Because that's one of the things I was like, do I really want to read subtitles? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I watch it in Spanish? I watched it so long I might have. I was so obsessed with the man. Anyway, Narcos is um, based off the life of Pablo Escobar. And we're just going to go through some accuracies. This is another film review. Well, not TV show review by yours truly. 
And basically, it did look at his life. Yeah. And it also kind of went into stuff you'd never seen. Because yeah. people obviously would have... People, when you're reading the newspaper, it wouldn't go into, like, his family life yeah. and the life... What, what happened behind the scenes of the bombings and the shootings and that kind of stuff where this show did. And apparently, it was quite accurate, but obviously, stuff was dramatized. Yeah. We obviously want to keep our audience um, entertained. Um. A few of the names obviously get got changed of That's people it. because obviously people are now in protection because now the mob is going to be like, oh, so you did that. Mm, I'm going to come after you now. Because you could imagine. So what they did was Javier Piera and Steve Murphy, who were the DEA agents from America. The stupid guy, Steve <laughs> Murphy, is the one that wrote Killing Pablo. Um, I love you for finding him, but I don't love you for killing him. Um, they basically were brought in as consultants to basically add to the accuracy of the show, which is what I like when shows do that. Yeah, also, I very much appreciate when TV shows or movies, especially historical stuff, yeah. bring in, Obviously, if it's from the 1700s, no yeah. one's going to be alive. But I do appreciate when we've got stuff where we have eyewitnesses yeah. and we've got people, they do bring them in because it can make it more accurate, which I do very much appreciate. However, some of the family members have taken issue with the show's portrayal of him. Apparently, his son said that there were about 28 inaccuracies and apparently it ranged from trivial matters such as um, Escobar attacking some other drug lord to his daughter's wedding. So, yeah. like, obviously they're not going to get everything right, but it's apparently on the basic ground level, the story of his life was mostly basically. accurate. And ultimately, one of the um, reviewers basically said, it's literally just a mix of facts and fiction yeah. that have made the show. Again, I haven't watched it, so I don't know. It's you. incredible. You need to watch it. This it's, it, it literally draws you in. I used to, like, binge watch I think I should watch it again, actually. I don't have time right now, <laughs> but maybe when I'm on holiday, I'll yeah. get up and... Because if I binge a show, I'll be up till like one in the morning. <laughs> that's not good for my health. Um, but this guy was quite interesting. I he mean, was so interesting that most of his money, he would dig up and hide in places until this day people are finding his money but like they're so freaking scared when they find pablo's money even though he's dead that they no, I, like handing I it mean, back to the authorities when you told me the topic for this week i was like oh, i've heard the name yeah. before but when i got into it i was like this is such an interesting yeah and i think i really like the whole thing of how he revolutionized drug trafficking yeah i mean we don't not like it like it drugs, but like don't get do that what, yeah but <laughs> again why I'm so fascinated with crime is the way people think. Yeah. And so to see how this person thought of these ways yeah. to do this, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, so I actually really found it interesting. And it was so different to normal everyday crime. And I feel like he did so much. And I'm top tier, Mr. Pablo. I mean, for you to criminal. look into another country and go, there's a need there. And then make a way to make 30 billion off another country. A big country, as big as America. Man. Imagine being smart enough to come up with an organization that makes $30 billion. American dollars. And they're like, catch this guy. And they can't catch him. He's like, listen, I'll build my prison. That's what you want me to do. I'll build. Wow. I really, you know, this is going to sound very bad. But, you know, TED Talks. Have you ever watched a TED Talk? There should be ones 
successful for the criminals, but not to teach me how to do crime, but to teach me how to be successful. <laughs> yeah, I think they have the tools. Eh? They've got, they think in different ways, and that's why you, you don't find, that's why even when we did Abignail, you don't find um, the good guys thinking the way bad guys no, think. Bad that's guys why they eventually bring them, bring them into house. They have a different way of thinking, and I think it's the lack of morals. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, because yeah. it's kind of like, okay, anything's possible when you're thinking with like morals you're kind of looking at life through like a ver- like glasses yeah that i can't do this because it's gonna cause this and this yeah. and i can't step on this person because you know we got to give everyone fair yeah. chances and all that nonsense but with criminals it's like let's go we're gonna do this get in the car put your foot on the gas and let's go like th- yeah, and i think that's what makes it so different with like solving crimes because they've done it. They before. have it. It's I can't even explain. It's literally it's a different way of thinking. Yeah. Even like we were speaking last week, Luciano, he did not think how you and I think yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Pablo Escobar did not think yeah. how you and I think on a daily basis. It's always how am I going to do this? Yeah. How am I going to get more money? Which is so interesting to look at. So I actually thank you for the topic. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but from now until next time. For another week. Rest Rest in in peace. peace. Enjoying the Active FM shows? Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM 777, Twitter and Gab at Active FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash 777, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.